0: Hey, it's Jobith.
1: It's Liz. Hey, it's Ariel.
0: And this is Air Quote Law Pod uh, coming at you with a bank episode. So it will be airing sometime further in the future than uh, they normally do. What are we talking about today, Liz?
1: I'm so excited. We're talking about <laughs> video games. So As is per usual with a bank episode, it's not topical to, you know, anything going on in the world, but it's something that we wanted to do. Well, Jobith suggested this category. Jobith wanted to talk about it. I was on board. Um, Ariel said, okay.
0: Yeah, well, I, you know, some of it came from building out our social media and you start following things that you're interested in. I found myself, at least on Twitter, going down the rabbit hole of following a bunch of different podcasts and other YouTube channels and things of that nature that, that largely uh, talk about retro video gaming, which is a... I see that on our Twitter. Fun. Yeah, that's me. I did that.
1: Yeah. And that's great. I'm sure you probably ignore all of the like YouTube beauty community gossip people that I have subscribed to. I
0: haven't um, even noticed it. I somehow, Or I like subscribe some
1: to a lot are... of art YouTube. Um, and you're probably like just scrolling past it. So it's a hodgepodge, but I enjoy it. Um, so I guess let's talk about what video games we're interested in. Um, I will go first because that's easy. Um, I don't play as many video games as I would like. I have a Switch. I start many video games. I do not finish them. I actually had to make a second account on my Switch for restarting games that have been so long since I played. But I am not a hardcore video gamer. But I do love, like, Mario and things like that. So... If I didn't have like a job or friends or a child or a husband that like wanted to spend time with me, I could play a lot more video games. But fortunately, I have like a, a fulfilling life with many things. Um, but yeah, that's the kind of stuff I like. So there so we go. So
0: when you is that is that your your is switch your primary like
1: pretty much one? the only thing at this point. We have a PlayStation 4 that is mostly my husband's. I don't think he plays fewer video games than I do because I want him to play video games with me more than he does. So is your PlayStation
0: I, 4 just a Blu-ray player 90% of the time?
1: Um, No, because we have a Blu-ray player. Um, I don't know why we need both, but that's, that's a Tim thing. Um, you
0: don't, Tim. You have one in that PlayStation 4. And if you ever upgrade to a PlayStation 5, you will still have one.
1: Yeah. So, and he he barely ever played. He really wanted the PlayStation 4. But I mean, I play video games like maybe twice a month. Um, Like I said, I I kind of wish it was more, but I kind of don't because I'd rather hang out with people and, you know, do those things.
0: I go in spurts when it comes to... Hopping on to video games, sometimes that has to do with what I've got going on in my life and my need to um, disappear from the real world for chunks of time and enter into some new world. So when I'm doing stuff like that, when I when I need my outlet, so to speak, um, go to games there. You mentioned restarting. I'll tell you the two games that I have played, probably logged the most hours on. And have probably restarted the most times include um, Skyrim Mm -hmm. and um, Fallout 4, which I actually Oh, I was going to guess Zelda for you. What's that?
1: I was going to guess Breath of the Wild for you.
0: Um, So that's one that, I mean, I've played that through. And that one, that was more driven by when it came out, I got it, and then I got sucked into it. Um, which with many of those types of games and, and Breath of the Wild is very tangentially set up the way that the the Fallout and Elder Scrolls, which is which is Skyrim engines, are they're not it's not on the same engine, but it it has a lot of the similarities when it comes to Having an inventory, being able to switch through items, using items to create other items or different food dishes, um, having a limited inventory. Now, with Breath of the Wild, it is based on um, just the number of slots in your inventory. With the either Skyrim or the Fallout series, it's based on individual items having a weight to them, and you can you have a carry a specific carrying capacity. So if you have heavier items then you can carry less items but then there are also items within those worlds that have absolutely no weight like ammunition in the fallout games weigh nothing so i can have 500,000 shotgun shells and they weigh nothing um so those as far as more modern games. Those are kind of my go-tos. Um, I love all the Mario games. I do have a switch. I recently managed to get my hands on a PlayStation five, which is a pain in the ass. And I, why I got a PlayStation five, I don't know because I am literally playing fallout four. And I restarted that like a month ago and play a couple hours here and there. Um, it, uh, yeah, it is what it is. But those end up being a go-to, and then I, then there's then there's retro stuff. I have, um...
1: yeah, it's like I've been playing a lot of Tetris on the Switch, kind of when I find myself with the Switch is lying around and I have like a couple minutes. Like, if I'm sitting there and, like, I'm waiting for my husband to, like, finish taking a shit or something, because um, <laughs> you know, I'll get it out and there's, like, Tetris 99 and you're playing against 99 people and seeing who can last the longest. And, like, that's just a fun, quick, easy. Are you going to talk?
0: I was waiting for you to finish. Your oh no that was it just it's oh. it's
1: the retro game i've been playing um although another thing is that when i scroll through tiktok sometimes i'll get lives of people playing like ds video games and that just brings back memories it's weird because i don't follow gaming content really there's like one or two like people like I have um a relative who has a gaming channel so I subscribe out of support and then there's like one that does old video game trivia but I'll get like there was one channel that I kept getting in my feed it was a live of somebody playing a mini game on the Mario 64 DS uh remake where you have to just like find the different character it's not particularly interesting to watch but it kept coming up on my page and I was like that's weird but it also made me very nostalgic for that era
0: yeah I I, I actually so I'm torn and I'd love to get some listener feedback on this um I am torn between the nostalgia of the original consoles and I'm in here I'm specifically speaking within the Nintendo realm um I still have Um, an original Nintendo and a whole smattering of games. I have a Super Nintendo, which is largely my go-to. And then I also have a Nintendo 64, which is probably, believe it or not, third in line of the three I just described as far as, um, you know, the order in which I will play them.
1: And we had but, a listener ask us to talk about M64.
0: Okay, cool. Let's, uh, we, we will get, the, you have you have a couple different listener things, right?
1: Um, yeah, I have two things that, I have some trivia. I have a little law related thing, which is not the most interesting, but I'm going to throw it in there. Um, and then I have. Two listener just requests, but one cool. is that very broad request of talk about Nintendo 64.
0: Well, we'll get there, we'll get there shortly. So um, yeah, I I so I'd love to have some some listener input in the future. Air quote lawpod at gmail.com on, or on any of our social media stuff, you could DM us. Um, and I think we're on almost everything that matters, at least to people in our age group. Um so too bad to those of you high school kids that are out there listening still, you shouldn't be um we the the switch if you do you subscribe to the whatever the nintendo network thing is that's i do liked? okay and so, i just upgraded yeah so you have and i have access to play within the switch things on their quote retro systems which is the Still original waiting
1: for donkey kong 64 come on the in, original
0: Kondo. and is 64 on there now too
1: yeah. On the new one. So it's weird because there's the original like $10 a month. Uh-huh. And then there's another one, an upgrade that's like 60 bucks a year. It gets you 64 games and also some animal crossing, extra downloadable stuff.
0: Interesting. I'll have to see which one I have. Cause we have, we do it annually and we have like the family one because there are Three switches in our house and largely this came because of the whole controversy of animal crossing and only having one island no matter how many people are using it and whatever total tangent because in the pandemic animal crossing was life in my house for many of the people living there myself included in the evenings for a period of time two months or so <laughs> me too um so I, I go back and forth with the and, and again, there's there's obviously on those if you've used those apps that give you access to the retro systems through the switch, they've curated a, a chunk of uh, games for you it, it's a decent spread it's a lot of the good ones are in there, but I'm still kind of old school myself on that kind of stuff where if, if I want to go play back Super Mario World, I'd rather go into my basement where the um, Super Nintendo is set up and pop that cartridge in and play it. Uh, yeah, versus- We
1: have that, but I think, I mean, it's in storage, A, just because there's only so much space on our entertainment system, and B, I don't know that you can even hook that up to our living room TV because it has like the it's not an hdmi
0: yeah there i mean there are adapters out there i actually have an older tv that i use um it's like a 26 inch tv from i don't know it's a flat screen tv i think it might be plasma i don't know yeah, I think um,
1: one's from even a few years ago still, but still I mean- have my, it,
0: But that stuff's going out of the wayside. I mean, hell, if you buy a new MacBook, it doesn't even have the traditional USB port in it. You've got to get nope, one of those little- Nope, I
1: have my microphone plugged into an adapter right now, but I mean, you know, that my TV is by far the nicest thing that I own, and so that's what I'm going to use.
0: Yeah, there, and, and I'm pretty sure there's converters or adapters for that. Yeah. So- but um, I
1: also just don't want the clutter. So, so what do we want like, to do?
0: Let's, let's, let's hear, well, let's call on questions from the jury first and then we'll get to the trivia.
1: Um, yeah. And I have one other little law tidbit. So I'm going to do that one first, just because it's, it's, you know, um, and Ariel's
0: loving all this video game talk.
1: Yeah. Also like wife lady decided she was just going to like come in here and make lunch. Hi. Like, it's um, 4 p.m we also ate breakfast at like 11 30 so okay so that makes sense okay and she knew so, we were recording but she does not care and she will make noise and i will stay on mute. well here's a little law thing for you because i was like there's a law video game case that was somewhere in my my brain like recesses and i looked it up and it's called uh brown versus entertainment merchants association so i'm gonna read you my two sentence summary and you're going to guess what the ruling was. Um, So this is more trivia. Um, So in 2005, there was a California law that present prevented the sale or renting back in those days of violent video games to minors. So, and this is specifically violent video games, none for minors. Like
0: super Mario world.
1: No, I think like big violent, Um, that's a technical term, but the question was, does the first amendment bar a state from restricting the sale of violent video games to minors? What do you think they ruled? Unless, you know, which that's fine too.
0: Yeah. I know that they They have now put some sort of rating system on video games and you're both correct. What?
1: You're both correct. Ariel said they didn't care. And that is true. Um, Justice Scalia. That was not my mic messing up. That was just my opinion. Um, he's dead now. He is. <laughs> um, he is. That doesn't really matter. I just, you know, um, he said that games are free speech and speech about violence isn't obscene. So the that's why I said it was strictly about violence, because basically he said it's not an obscene speech. That is so, true. <laughs> so it's fine. They can't restrict it. Um, there were some more details, but that's the, the gist. Um, so yeah. Um, but Jobith is also correct. There is a rating system. Um, I do think I have a tab on that still up from, you know, again, my research that I was doing um, and okay. So there's the ESRB, the Entertainment Software Rating Board, they're self-regulatory organizations. So they do rate video games, but it's not like there's a requirement. It's kind of like the motion picture rating system. Um, But they can just do what they want. And there's been some accusations and this is from Wikipedia of them having a conflict of interest because like they have an interest in the video game industry and sometimes they don't rate certain games like as harsh as people think they should. So it's internal, they do it, but I think it's more just, you know, for parents to look at and be like, Oh, do I want to buy this for my kid or is this rated mature? And maybe I don't. Um, kind of like movies. I mean, I think no granted I know in movie theaters there's like the requirement of you need to be this age to get in, but I don't know that that's a law, it might just be the I movie. don't know that
0: it's strictly enforced, but the I, that perspective for on my part maybe because I'm an old now, so I don't yeah, care for it's, anything.
1: it hasn't come up for me in many years. Um so so yeah, um that's that there are, you know, different ratings um and one of my trivia questions is actually about this, but I'll just ask it now because the highest rating is um, A-O. It's for adults only. Um, and they also have different categories that they use to look at. I think much like movies, like they have, you know, fantasy violence, which is one category. And I'd imagine they say like, it's rated, you know, M because of, you know, extreme violence yeah, like there's strong language, there's strong sexual content, there's tobacco reference. So, you know, I'd imagine they say, because if you're a parent and I'm like, well, I don't care if my kids see a tobacco reference doesn't bother me, but you know, there are other things that might be of concern. So, um, with that, one of my trivia questions, um, and, no, 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 no!
0: Trivia it. after. Oh, Trivia. okay.
1: I, it was related, but I'll ask it later. Um, yeah. So that was that. This is um, a, tease.
0: We're a gonna tease.
1: Tease it. Teasing it. Um, so that Liz
0: dances for those of you not watching
1: videos
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, when we mentioned tease. Dance. It's got um, a little, little little dance there for it. Maybe one uh, day when we ask the listeners for some money, we'll release some of these videos.
1: Yeah, but not today. I not look today. awful. I did not sleep and. I did not brush my hair. So this is a treat for just Jobith and Ariel seeing what I have going on right now. Um, But I acknowledge it. Um, Like Jobith said, since sometimes I'm a little bit of a mess. Um, But anyway. Um, So the uh, one listener um, asked, just said, can you discuss Nintendo 64? And I responded what in particular because this is a um one of my very best friends who you know commented um and she said it had the best mario games it was a simple but fun console she said paper mario is her favorite video game of all time i'd imagine the n64 one and then she said how about how we thought that blowing on cartridges would make the games work and i was like, uh, I did make them work. And another um, person commented that it definitely did help.
0: So I, in, in a few years back, I want to say probably 10 or so years ago, I, that was when I really decided that, Hey, I'm going to go get back some of this nostalgia and went back out in the world. And if I were to do this today, it would be borderline impossible to do so reasonably priced because the pricing on the, Secondary market for this stuff is going sky high. Um, And um, the, the I learned that I learned the process to clean these games and clean the systems, specifically the original Nintendo and the Super Nintendo. I have like they have proprietary like screws on the back of them. I have things to unscrew those specific screws. Oh, wow. And I can take either of those systems apart. I can clean it completely. You can give me a cartridge in any condition, no matter how shitty it is. And in a couple of days, probably less, I can turn it around to the point where like my systems at home, you don't need to blow in the cartridges because they are probably as clean as they ever were day one. And I I will buy, if I, if I see the the cartridge that I want and my biggest problem, I was actually in a used video game store the other day and the biggest problem I have, and, and there are definitely, I think there are even apps for this, but it could just be as simple as me having a note open on, you know, that's in my iPhone that has a catalog of all of the games that I have. Like I now have gotten to the point where I don't know what I have and what I don't have outside of a handful of games. So even if I thought I saw a good price on something, generally when it comes to those console games and systems, I don't care what condition it appears to be in, especially if that drives the price low because I'm not trying to like resell it. I just want to play the game. Um, I can get any cartridge to work. Um, And I
1: guess this goes back to the fact that you want to play it on the like original system, even if it's virtual.
0: Oh, yeah, because I could go today and download an emulator on my computer and play anything, even rare and hard to find stuff I can play. I have controllers that are USB controllers that I can map to actually play it on the controller like the original controller. But still, I like to play it on the old system.
1: I have that for um, DDR mats. I have a couple USB DDR mats that I have like an emulator where you can play that. And sometimes that's my exercise. Love so that.
0: As, as far as the N64, yeah, that OG Paper Mario was the jam. That's it where was. all of the best Mario parties were.
1: Yes. Um, and I actually, there's a new Mario party, which I just got that
0: incorporates
1: yeah on the switch games from all of them i think it's mostly focused on the n64 era because they are the best mario party 8 was the worst because you all had to ride around together in a little car i think that was for the wii u it was awful but i had mario party 2 i my friends had mario party 1 and this new game um i just downloaded it while i was on vacation to play And I mean, Mario Party is one there that you don't want to play by yourself. You have to play with other people. It's just no fun. Oh,
0: in college, it was a drinking game for us.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, It was last week too. Um Oh my
0: God. It was so much fun because it was a drinking game. And by the time we got near the end of the game, when it really mattered, when somebody would fuck up and they'd be Uh, in the star space and accidentally not buy the star. I think we're having some tech
1: difficulties. it's It's not good. No, especially because this is getting to be a really good episode and he is just frozen.
0: And insert weird transition here because the internet went out on my end, and I'm the one that's recording this whole thing, and it went to shit. So, we're going to merge this and the first half of this episode together. And we are back. Not that other than this awkwardness, anybody listening would notice. Yeah. Um,
1: So, So yeah, here we are. We
0: were talking about what Mario
1: 64 and Mario Party because we were asked to talk about Nintendo 64. and we were talking about Mario Party and Paper Mario because my friend said that was her like favorite game.
0: Yeah. And- so I, I think where I was, we were talking about, I was talking about when, when I got cut out that Mario Party for us, at least the early ones, the N64 ones, were a drinking game. And it was like the biggest gas to us anytime somebody would be drunk and accidentally not buy the star. Because you got oh, to that's the real buy the drunk. Star. You
1: gotta buy the star. Yeah,
0: like it would happen a handful of times, and like everybody would like be waiting for it to happen, and just every so often it would happen. Somebody would flub up, hit the thing, say no, I don't want to buy this star, and it was just a hoot.
1: Oh, I've never been that that drunk and not bought the star. When I was um, on vacation, we did play it as a drinking game, but someone, not me, someone was really too intoxicated to participate properly and it was frustrating because I wanted to participate properly because I was so excited to have this game but um yeah um I love it I'm so glad that they kind of brought it back to the original format um and my friend liked Paper Mario a lot which I think the original is good I have the newest one for Switch it is I don't like the battle system. It's involves some sort of it involves spatial reasoning, which is not my forte. My
0: and my son loves it. I think that he has played through that the Switch version of it twice and beat it both time. Yeah, you know, twice through.
1: Yeah, it just requires and I love the concept. It's very visually appealing because it's like origami based and you have little confetti but the battle system is just, it's not appealing to me. It's not fun because basically you have to think about how many moves you need to move these, these guys and rotate them in a circle. And spatial reasoning is not my strong point.
0: Um, some, some of those are better than others. What I will say with respect to the battles is that like your normal battles when you run into like Goombas or whatever other little normal creatures so not the bosses that are that are lurking around those aren't so bad but you know and they start off super easy but then they ramp it up like the learning curve is pretty steep like if you don't figure that out within the first like two or three battles then it gets real but if you figured it out those are not so bad but the bosses end up being a little wonky from time to time i don't know if you have you gotten all the way through it No, 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 no. How how far have you gotten?
1: I don't know, because it's been a while.
0: The one thing that I've noticed um, is that with the older games, and I will use specifically Mario Kart as the example, I am so much, like, leaps and bounds better than my son, who is 10, 10 and a half or so, at the original Super Nintendo Mario Kart. Like there are levels where he can't stay on the roadway. Flip the script to the newer ones and he whips my ass like a rented mule. Like it just, for whatever reason, they I, are they evolving the technology to what people are the capable of? The old one's
1: probably ingrained in you.
0: It is. there. Some of those maps, I might, be able to, and I'm and I'm specifically thinking about Bowser levels, like Bowser's Castle. And, that was always
1: my favorite, Bowser's Castle.
0: And the um one of the ghost houses, I might be able to do a lap in either of those blindfolded, and I don't mean magician blindfolded, I mean legit blindfolded. Um, That's I might impressive. be able to to do a map a, a lap of either of those maps blindfolded. Um. But yeah, I love that shit. It just—it's the thing with the console and playing it on the console is like that original controller, the one that you're used to. Like you said, having it ingrained in you, yeah, is, is a big deal.
1: And what's, I feel like it's not even a great controller design. It just is what it is from that era of our lives. My so what's,
0: what for so so the question is is about and we've talked about some of the specifics here with respect to the N64. What's, what is your absolute favorite N64 game? Oh, easy, easy,
1: easy. Mario 64, hands down.
0: That is probably the one that I spent the most time logging hours into for sure. Um, I will tell you that I I played all of the Zelda games and I'm a big Zelda guy, but my go-to is still Link to the Past. So that's uh. Like, I will play Link to the Past over any of the N64 games, Fight Me Now. Um,
1: And and in preparation for this episode, I was thinking about why I like Mario 64 so much. And, uh, I mean, it's a great game, objectively. I actually think I was preparing for, like, a 90s trivia back when I hosted Trivia, And I asked a question about, basically, it was the first video game that I think used the camera angle in the way that it did, where it followed behind you, but you could change the angles. But one of the things that I like about it that I probably could not articulate until now is it has a very liminal space aspect to it. And I really enjoy just like the aesthetic of liminal spaces. They're quite appealing to me. Ariel's giving me a look.
0: Define the word.
1: Oh, okay. So it's basically when you have a space that's kind of in transition. If you think of like, you see those pictures of like old abandoned malls where they have stuff that was once a thing, you can tell what it was, and now it is no more. It's kind of a space with nothing there, and it's empty and a little bit creepy. And I enjoy that because I don't like scary, I don't like jump scares, but as far as like weird things, I enjoy that kind of aesthetic. And in Mario 64, you are wandering around this castle totally alone. There's some toads that are kind of stationary, but you don't really know what to expect until you jump into a world and each time it's a surprise. And and, and you Where do you that there
0: for those if anybody's actually still listening to this episode and has not played this game I don't I don't know that that there's a crossover in that Venn diagram um, <laughs> but uh, other than Ariel perhaps um, the the worlds that you go into and this is like the first true open world concept in a Mario game because, You could make choices in the Nintendo 64 Super Mario world, but it was still very linear. You either went left and right, or sometimes you would get to a fork in the road where it would go three different ways, depending on how you'd beat a level. But for the most part, there was a track that you were still staying on. Here, to get into a world, you jump through a painting that is- a
1: 3D platformer. On
0: the wall. And the the cool thing about it, what I liked about it a lot, and and it dovetails- into my obsession with games like um, oblivion skyrim fallout is that you can kind of go wherever you want whenever you want like in the very beginning you've got to start in that first world and get a star there because i think it's the only one that's open but once you start getting a couple of stars you then have multiple doors that are open different worlds you don't have to play it linear you can get two or three stars in that first world and then go and jump around. And you don't even. Have yeah, you to get, get one star
1: and you go to my favorite world, the Swamp world. And then once you're there, you get three stars. And I think it opens up the snow world and the aquatic world. I hate the aquatic world. I hate all the swimming levels.
0: But you do um, love picking up that baby penguin and booting it off of the map, right?
1: Oh, who doesn't?
0: Yeah. Kick the penguin.
1: Um, and when I was visiting my brother and like I mentioned, they live on top of a mountain when we were driving down, uh, because were you when expecting the it-
0: big bomb King to be up there waiting for you?
1: No, but I oh, I should have. But when we were going down the mountain, it's very steep. And I played the song from Mario 64 where they play on the slide oh. as we're like bouncing along. And I was like, do you not do this every time they were like, no, I was like, I totally would. <laughs> so. So, um, Ariel, um, I guess let's mention uh, what's everyone's uh, favorite video game in general?
0: No idea. Ariel's a little bit more mature and sophisticated.
1: I wouldn't say honest. I'm mature and sophisticated. Her, her parents parents didn't let me <laughs> my parents didn't let me have new games as a child. I was allowed to have the like Nintendo 64 with like one game on it because my parents were like, Here, take this on an airplane, but I wasn't allowed to have it when I wasn't on the plane. So obviously, it didn't keep me that but you probably had entertained a game because. Huh? You probably had a Game Boy. Oh, yeah, that's what I had. Wait, um, you can, yeah,
0: you can't take an Nintendo 64 on an airplane. I have no fucking idea. I guess I a mean, Game Boy? Planned. I don't know. I What I didn't, did you
1: have? What was your one game? Probably Mario. I don't even remember. I didn't get very good at any of them because I only played them in like four-hour increments once a year. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be it. And then I played like Spyro at a friend's house. Oh, yeah, Spyro. And that's where this
0: story ends. It's like the prequel to Skylanders, which is a whole hill of shit.
1: That's like a modern thing, right?
0: Skylanders? Yeah. You don't know what Skylanders is?
1: It has little toys.
0: Um, they have, so they're figurines. They have RFID chips in them. So within the game, you can put one of those either. So when it originally. Is it like came an amiibo? Out, it's kind of like an amiibo in the sense that except there was a specific portal for the game that linked in to USB or whatnot, at least on PlayStation it did. I don't remember on other formats. And when you wanted to change your character, you'd pull the old one off. And you'd put a new one back on. And this could be used for a variety of reasons. Number one, I just want to change my character. Number two, this one's about to die. So you put the new one on and he her she might be fresh and clean. There were also some certain like different worlds or levels that you couldn't get through unless you had a character of a certain element. So you'd need to swap it out to do that. And ultimately what it was, was, was it was the... It was probably the first console game version of in-app purchases. Hmm. They were outside app purchases. It was basically a way to say, hey, we can sell this video game for 60 bucks. But wait, hold my beer. I'm going to get people to spend $600 on this game because oh, wow. go out and buy. Because you, know, you know a starter pack will come with like three characters or something like that. Well, there's eight elements within the game, if I remember correctly. So to get all of the elements, at least in the early game, to be able to get through everything, you needed to obtain at least five other figures doing a little quick. And how much
1: are these figures?
0: Um, I believe when they retailed originally, they were like eight or 10 bucks a piece. And then what they did, this, this was pure like merchandising genius, this game um because with each subsequent iteration they put a new twist on it so you had the normal skylanders game and then you had what the next game i believe was called skylanders giants so you'd have all your normal little characters and then there'd be one character of each element that was like this big as i'm sitting here on a podcast holding two hands about 10 inches apart um and there'd be one for each of the elements so there then you'd have doors that you'd need a giant of that element to get through and there might have been two um two different marketable giants for each element i don't recall specifically
1: so you had to buy a lot of stuff
0: you you definitely were encouraged you could beat the game with the base pack but to unlock if you were one of those 100 percenters you'd need to have a bunch of different um are
1: are you a hundred percenter i
0: sometimes i am it really depends on the game yes i can be for sure
1: it depends on how much i'm enjoying the game um so yeah um my favorite games are i mentioned mario 64 um, if we're gonna go back to the Game Boy days, um, because I was a, a big fan of Tetris, as I have been always, but there was this game called Tetris Plus, which was one of my first Game Boy games. And you had a little professor guy, and the goal was to get him to the bottom of the screen, and he would climb anything that was two blocks tall, and he could fall. Um anything that was a gap of more than two blocks. And so it came with blocks already on the screen and you wanted to get him to the bottom. So it was like a little extra twist. So that one is very nostalgic for me, but obviously I say, obviously, like not everyone that's listening to this, I guess knows the inner workings of my life is uh, Katamari, Katamari Damashi, And then it's related games. It's not an unpopular game, but it's a popular game basically you're this little guy and you have a ball and you roll up the earth. So it'll tell you And the idea is that the ball becomes a star. That's not, there isn't much story to the game, which is great. I don't love a game with a story because otherwise I'd watch a movie. Um,
0: You'd have to see this game to be able to visualize it. And yes, note that I am saying to be able to visualize it, not saying to understand it because I've seen you play this game and I still don't understand it, but I can at least visualize it.
1: It's cool looking. Basically, you have a ball. And you roll around the ball and it needs to get a certain size. So you start up rolling up small items. Like you can roll up maybe a little flower or a pencil or a newspaper. And then as you get bigger, you can pick up more things until you're picking up cars and buildings. And you make a star if you reach the goal. And then there's your father, the king, and he's always disappointed. And he always says you can do better um, even when you meet the goal. But it's just very relaxing and fun. And the soundtrack is wonderful. I am not into video game music, but it's kind of jazzy. So uh, before my husband and I were married, it started out as a joke and it became real. We do have matching tattoos from this game. Um, And uh, it's the little guy with the ball. It says, let's roll up to be a single star in the sky because that's one of the lyrics. that same song was the first dance at our wedding. Um, I don't know that I should share this on the podcast, but I don't really care. Um, Katamari is our daughter's middle name. Um, So it's very, very important to us because that's like when we were first hanging out, we played it a lot. And I think it was one of the first things that we bonded over. So I don't know. It's just been very special in our in our lives. So, I mean, that has to be my favorite because, you know, my, my daughter's going to have an interesting life because that's her name, but you know what? Good for her.
0: Yeah. W- without the context, it's a fun sounding middle name.
1: Yeah. Like you and- can take it out of
0: the context because you know that 90% of the people, maybe more that she runs into are going to have no clue what that is or what it means. So you just have the name in and of itself on an island. So Speaking of it on on an island, you are on a deserted island, you have power, you have a TV there, you will be stuck with one video game system and one or two games from that particular system. What do you have there? Go. For the rest of eternity.
1: For the rest of eternity. So I would... I have one or two games i think
0: and again they have to come from uh, that one system
1: or originally or i you can get one system
0: them. two games
1: okay well i could pick the switch because then they no really internet cat- no no internet oh just so I what need- was
0: originally yeah we'll go with original to that system
1: oh, now if it's
0: a game like skyrim that those motherfuckers have put out on every goddamn format and, and repurchased it. And yes, I've probably bought that game six times. Yeah. Um, that could count.
1: Cause I was gonna say, I if I had a switch, they remade Katamari for that, even though it was originally a PlayStation but, game. But, but did also- they did,
0: so let me ask you this can you go into a store or hop yes, on Amazon have or whatnot cartridge. and purchase the cartridge for it?
1: Yes, yes, then that counts. I would- I would pick the Switch because I can have that and I can have the Mario 3D All-Stars pack, which has Galaxy, Sunshine, and 64.
0: Okay, good choice, good choice. And, th- and those count because they at least manufacture, like I, I, what I'm trying to step out of is those emulators that are within the game.
1: Yes, so I have both of those in physical copies.
0: Gotcha. Because yeah, because my go-to if if I am limited that much would be the Nintendo Six or no, the Super Nintendo, and my two games of choice would probably be Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past and Secret of Evermore.
1: I don't know Secret of Evermore at all. You,
0: you are missing out.
1: Maybe it's on the virtual console. And Ariel, sure. would you be there with your Game Boy?
0: She doesn't have much choice.
1: Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Once I figured out how to play Tetris on a piece of paper.
0: Weird, weird. Do we have more um, more questions from the jury, or are we? Um, we do, we
1: do. Um, before my trivia, you don't want to hear about my paper Tetris because it's super interesting.
0: <laughs> so about that question from the jury.
1: Okay, fine. Um, it's not a question, but it was a um. Y- you know, I put out the call, and someone yeah, yeah. said you should discuss this. Um, guess who it's from. Your husband again? It is.
0: It's <laughs> which one?
1: Um, yeah, it's from it's from husband. Okay. Um, so he wanted me to discuss the hot coffee controversy in Grand Theft Auto. I did not know this existed. I um, did not
0: know this existed.
1: He does enjoy Grand Theft Auto. So this is from San Andreas, and basically, the they put out the game. And people went in to the source code and saw some words that were kind of explicit. And they waited until it was out on Windows to explore this more, I guess, because they knew that that was going to happen and it was easier to get in the source code. Basically, there was a mini game on there and they decided it was too vulgar. So they hid it behind cutscenes. I don't really know how that works, but basically you could not access it in regular play, but if you went in and did some mods or whatever, it was in the source code and it was called hot coffee. That's as it was referred to on the internet because I think your girlfriend asks you to come in for coffee and then as the protagonist, you proceed to have sex with her. And like the controller basically controls the protagonist's body as you do it. Um, And this, even though the game was hard to find, it, as we were talking about before with the video game ratings, it changed it to adults only. And there was a class action lawsuit um, where if you were offended, and you're a US citizen you could get
0: $35. Weird. Even though this, know about this
1: yeah, even though this was nowhere to be found in the game and then they remade the game and took it out of the source code and the rating went back to mature, I believe. But I did not know about this either, but it's just crazy how quickly people go into the code of the game and look for things. Um, I know they also did this with Mario 64 and they found where Luigi was supposed to be in the game because they thought that it was alluded to. I'm going on a tangent here, but
0: that's what this podcast is.
1: Yeah, there's um, a specific part in Mario 64 where there's a sign and it's hard to read, but it sounds like it says L is real. And I think there's a number after it. And it was found basically in the source code on, I think, the 25th anniversary of the game. So people, for some reason, really thought Luigi was in there and they were pretty excited about it. But it was just, they were going to put him in. It wasn't, it wasn't like a whole game. This hot coffee game you can physically play. And I mean, it's porn, it's porn in the game. That is, yeah. So. Somehow, someone put it in there and then they were like, mm, maybe don't. And they just, I guess, for some reason, they could not take it out of the game and it was easier to just hide it. Hide it? Yeah. So uh, that was interesting and I didn't know about it. So that was just the hey, you can talk about that. Um, so I'm sure if you want to look it up and see what it I look am like,
0: currently you could. on YouTube.
1: I don't know that it would be on YouTube because I, I feel like it might am be home on
0: vulgar. YouTube. There's some shit. I have not clicked and watched any of these videos because we're obviously in the middle of recording a podcast, but there is some shit. I just typed in GTA Hot Coffee and there is some shit.
1: There's probably there's a channel I really like on YouTube. I want to say it's called Scott the Waz. And he goes down just rabbit holes of different things. And the ones that are about Mario games, I I do click sometimes. Um, Yes, that is um, who it is. And he basically, so I'm plugging his channel um, where he just talks about weird video game history. Um, Yeah. And that's how I found out about the Luigi thing. So there probably is some sort of down the rabbit hole YouTube video. Um, so with that, I do have some trivia. Um, yeah, let's
0: get some trivia. All
1: right. Um, Are we so- going to keep
0: score here? Is it me versus Ariel?
1: Yeah, no, just you versus
0: you. It's probably okay. true.
1: So let's start with, um, I will do the, um, Okay. So we talked about video game ratings and we talked about the adults only rating how many adults only games are there
0: i don't even know like
1: a realm of how many video games exist in the universe 10. um you're not far off it's 27.
0: oh okay
1: i looked at the list of them they all seem to be like sex games
0: I didn't know Be- that any of these exist now. Because I don't,
1: I was just on Wikipedia. I was like looking at the video game rating system and then I clicked like the different ratings and yeah, um, I guess not a lot because I, I don't think they're going to sell. Um, Wait, so there are 27 games total or 27 rated games. A pr- uh, Good point. 27 games goes, that have this rating.
0: And this goes back in time. This is retro because I just hit the Google and now I'm on the Wikipedia and the first one is called the joy of sex from
1: 1993
0: yeah so the probably all the leisure suit larry's are going to be on here right
1: Uh yes yes yeah Which i'm not familiar with them but i know that they are like a sexy game um well i don't know if they're sexy i think there's one sexy.
0: called sexy games from 2000
1: oh so and the
0: sexy empire all nude nikki body language wow all <laughs> nude glamour you're not kidding these are all just pure sex
1: yeah um so that's a rabbit hole that y'all can go down um just go to the wiki page so speaking of go the- down
0: one of them from 2015 is called seduce me
1: <laughs> but these aren't even like hiding it in the title which i guess is <clears throat> probably good because if you're looking for a game, there's no surprises there. Um, who was the first video game character in the Thanksgiving parade?
0: Mario Pac-Man. Um,
1: my guess Sonic. was P- my guess was Pikachu. It is Sonic because I know I've seen Pikachu in there. Um, but it was Sonic so um, I, I guess he's a lovable dude. Um, okay, how many Pokemon are there? And I guess since oh, Jobith God. is playing against yourself, but listeners at home, um, you know, see how close you get.
0: So are we just talking about on the first little
1: So six, when I put series? into Google, how many Pokemon are there? A number comes up right at the top. Okay, okay. Well, there's 328. hundred twenty-eight for Ariel. No,
0: there's 151 just on in the first world or whatever that's called. I can't remember what it's called.
1: I'm and counting then, all the
0: worlds. Um, yes yes province the first province whatever uh,
1: the, the first generation
0: first dad yeah, generation that's the world word i'm looking for i'm gonna guess that that number is closer to the mid 600s maybe even as much as 700
1: okay um you're hold getting hold. closer it's 898
0: 898 yes is there specific relevance to that number
1: no I don't think so I just googled it because I thought that'd be a fun trivia question um and by the way if you're playing along at home tweet at us and tell us how well you do um on this now the next one is what was pac-man inspired by and I believe this is a joke on an episode of Thirty Rock that they reference, or I think I knew tangentially. This.
0: Um, I don't know, is this is this is this some sort of a birth control pill reference?
1: What? No, I'm imagining that it like it looks like when you have like one of those ant things. Like, I have no idea the,
0: what. I'm going birth control like, pills. Those finally. things that, like
1: an ant live in when you, you can, can like have them in your house. Not like a an hand farm. farm. Yes. Oh, I see. Because the grid looks like an ant farm. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, I follow you. Um, I have no idea where you're getting birth control from. Go ahead. Why? Why is that? I don't know. You just run
0: around. You eat these little pills, and then the, the oh my god, are no! no it's a
1: pizza. Because a pizza with a slice taken out of it looks like a Pac-Man. Oh. It was a very wholesome answer. Well,
0: wow. I was I was going in, I was going into the adult-only realm there.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not there anymore. Um okay. What is the best selling console of all time?
0: Oh, I knew this at one point in time. Do, do subsequent iterations of it count?
1: No. I don't know. I, I just mean, I Googled no. best selling of all time.
0: I, I, I want to say, and I feel like I might have known this because there have been some recent documentaries about some of the video game consoles and like the war between Sega and Nintendo and all this other stuff. I want to say it might be the PlayStation 2.
1: Ariel? Ariel? <laughs> no idea i'll
0: tell you what it wasn't it wasn't the sega dreamcast
1: it was indeed not the sega dreamcast i mean you are correct it was the playstation 2 um as a side note there's a very good documentary on netflix i believe it's called high score and it just talks about the history of video games and video game competitions and even if you're not into video games it's just was really cool to watch i definitely enjoyed it um so, piggybacking off of that question, when was the last PlayStation 2 game released? I have no idea. And I, um, um, if you'd like to know, I can tell you when the PlayStation 2 came out. Okay. Um, it was released in japan um on in march 2000 it was released in the united States or in north america um also in the year 2000. so it came out in the year 2000.
0: um tell me when the play station 3 was launched
1: um okay I have in my notes um, the PlayStation 3 was launched on, I be- believe, um, 2006.
0: So I'm going to go and just guess that it was re- the last PlayStation 2 game was released. In two thousand and
1: seven, and now the PlayStation that Four makes was
0: no sense. Why would they not? Why would they release a game late?
1: And the PlayStation Four was released November
0: twenty third, two thousand four. I'm gonna go two thousand four. I'll put a gap in there. I'll go the okay. other direction. Okay. So
1: thinking. because the the PS three was two thousand what I say six. So you're saying two thousand four?
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Two thousand thirteen weird the ps4 was released in november 2013 and this was in september 2013 um it was only released in uh spanish-speaking countries but um yeah um it's a soccer game it was um uh pro evolution soccer 2014 interesting and I guess because the PlayStation two was such a lasting system that, uh, so like I said, it wasn't, it was released in Spanish speaking countries, but uh, yeah, it just lasted and lasted. So, Um, okay, Uh, going, um, I have one more question about release dates. When was Pong released?
0: I believe that was in 1979.
1: Yeah, the right decade. It was 72.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Um wow. yeah. Um okay, I had a couple more questions. Um what is the best-selling video game of all time? And across I Googled, all platforms? Yes. Um. So I Googled best-selling video game of all time. I don't have a lot of specifics, but yes, I think the most downloads, purchases across everything.
0: Well, I referenced earlier how Skyrim originally came out on the PlayStation 3 and then they re-released it on the PlayStation 4. I believe that they will probably put it back out on the PlayStation five. It was the only Bethesda game that they converted and you can actually purchase it on the switch. And I think it's on all of the Xbox consoles as well. So there's a lot of volume there because there are not too many games that cross all three of those major platforms.
1: And I believe this game has a lot of crossover.
0: Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking, I, I'm, I really want to lean toward like a Grand Theft Auto 5 because it had more of a cult following than, um, than Skyrim. Like, sure, they, they hoard it out on all the platforms and resold it to some of the same people three times me. Um, but, and more than three times because you'd buy it, then you'd buy the Game of the Year edition, whatever. But I don't think I think it's a little nerdier than for the general public. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go put my educated guess into Grand Theft Auto V, although it's probably one of the Call of Duties as I bounce around my answers here.
1: Okay. Um. No, I can give you another hint.
0: I'll take a hint.
1: I believe that this game I I've never played it. I believe well I believe it's across all ages. I believe a lot of more kids play this game
0: gummy bears
1: gummy bears what's gummy bears
0: (laughs) i don't know (laughs) candy not a video game um more kids play this game but so all right ask me the question again
1: just what's the best selling video game of all time
0: selling so it can't it won't be
1: it, it Does like, Sims even count as a video game? Yeah. It, there, there might be free versions of this game to download. I should have done a better job of researching this question. But I think I Googled best video selling video game of all time, and this is what came up. Um.
0: Well, I think that- Sims that is
1: definitely a video game.
0: I, I believe that the, what is the one that the kids are playing now that the, I'm blanking on the name of it. You run around, you shoot it. There's like a hundred people, and you go try to be the last one.
1: Is that Fortnite?
0: Yeah, I don't think that's it because that's. But I think
1: it's it's in the same general well
0: add-ons to it. Um,
1: I feel like it targets the same people. Again, could be uh, wrong. This is my my guess guess
0: might be Minecraft.
1: Ding, ding, ding! It is Minecraft.
0: And I would have said Fortnite, except you don't buy Fortnite; you buy add-ons to Fortnite.
1: Yeah, and I think it, I don't know if Minecraft is free or not. It can um, be
0: some places, but a lot of places that you buy like the full version of it. And again, I, I asked you to re ask the question because the particularities between top selling mm-hmm. and largest grossing, because and of all I the think I would imagine
1: stuff it's, buy. the question was top selling. So I guess enough yeah. people bought the full version. Okay, I have three more questions. Um. Well, one is a two-parter.
0: This is going to be a long episode, but oh well, keep going.
1: Um, Within 10 years, what year was Nintendo founded?
0: Uh, well, it started as like a playing card company.
1: Well, that was the follow-up question was, what did they make when they started?
0: Um, Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. Uh,
1: no, they made playing cards. I know. Yeah. Kraft um, made a Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. I want to say
0: that that company started like in the late 40s, early 50s. Within 10 years, right? So I'll go 1950.
1: Yeah. Ariel? No idea. 1889. <sighs> yeah.
0: Uh, off by 132 years. Bad. No, not <laughs>
1: 132. 1889. Okay. So yeah, 1889. Um, So you're off by less than 100 years, but.
0: 51, um, not 10.
1: And I think they talk about that in this documentary. This one, I definitely know from this high score documentary. So I have two more questions and these have a little bit of just, you know, fun stuffs. Um, the character Kirby, we all know and probably love him. The little pink dude who's like a circle. Who was he named after? And obviously it's someone named Kirby. But like, what did that person do?
0: Invented a vacuum cleaner. That was sold as an MLM.
1: No. I have oh, no idea. I see what you're saying because he like sucks things up.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, no, you would you like to try again?
0: No, I got nothing.
1: Um. Okay. Um, <laughs> I could give you a hint, but um, I'll take a hint. Um, um it's it's kind of relevant to this podcast. Well, it was named after a
0: lawyer. We're yes. lawyers.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was named after John Joseph Kirby. He was an attorney, and he defended Nintendo against Universal Studios. There was an issue with the character of Donkey Kong, and uh, they had a copyright infringement suit, and essentially um, this guy uh, won the case because they said that um, it was about King Kong and whether Donkey Kong was a copy of King Kong, and uh, they said that uh, King Kong was in the public domain. And I guess there was a previous lawsuit that um, was argued where it was decided that he was in the public domain. And so they couldn't claim um, ownership of a scenario of basically someone being rescued from a large ape. um. And so because of this work, they said he saved Nintendo during its early growth. And so that's who it's named after. And I think he had like a bald head. And that's why they were like, oh, this character is someone who doesn't have hair. But yeah, so he was in this documentary. And I just thought that was really cool. Last question. What is the Tetris effect? There is a video game called the Tetris effect. Maybe it's named after this, but that's not what I'm talking about. What is the Tetris effect?
0: Uh, people who can pack shit into a, a moving truck very well.
1: Eh? Not really, but it kind of is related. Um, Super so I actually
0: organized people.
1: No. People who can compartmentalize their emotions. No. Um, So I know about it from the second part, but basically, it's when people devote so much time and attention to an activity, um, and I think I cut and pasted this from Wikipedia, that it begins to pattern their thoughts, mental images, and dreams. So it's kind of like if you play a ton of Tetris, and then at night when you're falling asleep and you close your eyes, you see the blocks. or you start to see so yeah like if you play a lot of tetris and then you go to pack up a car you're going to sort of my understanding is to use that spatial reasoning and the same thing that you were doing in the game it's transferring i know like when i played a lot of ddr i would feel it with like the arrows but um yeah you're basically transferring it and it works for any game but it's or anything maybe, but Tetris is what it's known for. So I knew about it from the second part. Um, and there are studies um, out of Oxford University researchers and the Karolinska Institute of Sweden. Basically they found that after a traumatic event, if you play Tetris, it helps. Um, it creates a disassociative state. And again, I think I copied this from Wikipedia. But it prevents the formation of memories that could lead to PTSD. So, after something traumatizing happens, they're suggesting they put it in emergency rooms to turn off their like patients' minds while they're awaiting to be seen. Uh, it gets their mind off the injury and it can that help is you. compartmentalizing. Oh, well, then I guess you were right. Um, alleviate traumatic flashback memories when they occur. Okay, yeah. So Ariel's is correct. It, it yeah,
0: is. I'm correct adjacent.
1: Ah, correct enough, because that's what I thought it was. I didn't know about the first part, but um, I knew that, like, so if you all ever have anything like traumatic or difficult happen, go play some Tetris. Um, that is all. So let us know how you did on Liz's trivia quiz. Wee wee!
0: Until next time or last time, or whenever the next one comes out. This is we are adjourned. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. my it. no, my dad.
1: My name is Prince Daniels Jr.
0: Danny. On this show, we come to humanize
1: athletes, entertainers, business
0: executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, ten a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace
1: and power. Electracast.
0: Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast.
1: Subscribe today. Electric acid.